How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And we're talking about stonks. We're talking about bonks. We're talking about riding it out to the moon. When are the goop stonks going to come out? Oh my God. If goop, will goop go public eventually? Because like we really should get stock options for being on the ground floor. Like we need to get. We were on the ground floor and it has not exactly taken us to the moon, but (laughs) it has taken us, you know, a little bit of one or two levels. Sure, sure. Uh, I wonder if they are ever, they, I mean, eventually I think they're going to want to, they're going to want to go public. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the kind of thing. I just am picturing the ticker. Like, I mean, it's a perfect for, it's like four letters. It You don't even have to really abbreviate it to get like the stock symbol. <laughs> it would be GOP. <laughs> Wait, can you not have a four letter stock symbol? Does it have to be three? Oh no, you can. You can't have four, I think. You can. Yeah. So just be it would just be its own name. That's perfect. It's and it would be it would be sort of like sticky, like people that it's sort of like the Disney stock. People that aren't normally in, you know, finance would would buy it like how you know you can get like a share of Disney to give to your grandkid or whatever. It would be fun mm-hmm. to just it would be as, fun just to give your grandkid a share of goop, their share favorite goop. newsletter. Newsletter slash, I mean, complete lifestyle brand now. Lifestyle brand, yeah. But I, I like that we still refer to it as primarily a newsletter when it absolutely, like, to well, us it's primarily like a newsletter, but it's not. Five brick and mortar stores, like, multiple beauty lines and fashion lines. And yeah, we're like, a TV mm-hmm. show and Netflix. A TV show, yeah. Uh, several impending lawsuits. Yeah, and then all the podcasts. All of them, except they are pretty, aside from, aside from Elise, the main feed, they're pretty uh, sporadic. Are they? Yeah. I feel like the beauty closet every once in a while will have an episode. I think Will and Seamus have really hung up their hats. Wow. I wouldn't think that Will Cole would be that 
have that sort of like chaotic energy where like the podcast isn't coming out on time. I bet it's a Seamus thing. He, you know, he's, even though he's like sober and healthy, he still has, you know, the chef mindset, which I think is pretty chaotic. That's good. I think Will needs a little bit of that. He needs a little bit of volatility in his market, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) He's so, he's so like physically unattractive. Um, I just, I, I can't even, I can't even joke about making like a sexual joke about him because it, 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 it wasn't a sexual joke. It was a stock market joke. Oh, I thought, I thought you were talking about, he needs to get fucked. No, he needs like a chaotic friend to make him a little bit more fun. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got That's it. That's what I meant. Not uh, a sexual joke. Um, so I hope all of our listeners really got in on the ground floor of um, GameStop and AMC this week. We can't stop talking. We were just talking about it for so long. I'm obsessed. I'm literally obsessed with this GameStop thing. Like I am, I can't believe it. I'm so mad that I didn't get in like two weeks ago. I tried to buy some. I was one of the people that Robin Hood was like, you're not allowed to do this. I love the whole thing. I mean, I just, I, I like, I just love it as like a disruption and fucking with wall street and fucking with hedge funds and who knows what will happen. Maybe this, like no one will be talking about it next week, but it seems because of the internet and because of like Reddit and sort of the collective energy, it it seems like this actually could be maybe a more productive version of occupy wall street Yeah, in, in like a cyber in the cyber arena. Yes. I mean, I feel like if you want to actually have an impact on any of these people, you need to like, you know, influence them financially. Cause that's like the only thing that they understand is money, but it could also just be like a new way of like people getting really rich by just like artificially inflating the price of stocks or whatever. Sure. I, I do. I, I do fear fun. that a lot of people are going to lose money. And I then think it'll, so it'll dissuade, you know, dissuade them from, from, coming back in but um yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah like at this point i think it would be like too risky to for like i wouldn't buy it now it's like three hundred dollars now oh yeah gamestop is crazy uh yeah i did buy a little amc stock before the whole thing happened so literally so cool i'm the coolest person (laughs) uh there's nothing cooler than having bought amc stock like a week ago I'm just a movie lover. I'm just a cineast. Yeah, so I know, I but you just support. bought it because you genuinely love AMC, which is like makes it even better. I bought I bought it because I I read like one headline that said like oh some investor pumped some money into AMC, so it looks like they don't they're probably not going to go bankrupt in the next year. And then I saw that the stock was very cheap, so I bought a little bit, and then now I'm extremely wealthy. Not really, but. Uh, <laughs> I have a few more hundred dollars than I did a week ago. I'll say Which that. is so cool. I mean, that's like a lot for the stock market. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> but don't come to me asking any favors or asking to borrow money. Um, I just need to keep a low profile. Yeah. It also made me feel really smart because I, I like read what was happening and then like was able to understand it and I just felt really good about that because it seemed like a lot of people were really confused and I I, feel like I get it I think a lot of people were performatively confused oh okay I mean maybe some people genuinely because there there are a lot of like 
weird sort of intricate things. And I don't know that I completely understand it, but, uh, but at least on Twitter, the, um, the homosexuals that I follow were sort of, yeah, just sort of performative about how like much they hate math and how stupid and like gay they are. I mean, I saw a lot of that, but then I also saw a lot of people like, let me explain this to you. Like I would explain it to a five-year-old and then they would explain it using some like insane analogy that didn't make any sense and but in doing so like leave out a part or like not fully get it right Mm. that was a lot of the content that I've been seeing for the last couple of days yeah people pretending to be smarter than they are and people pretending to be dumber than they are uh, yeah what a waste of time I agree just go on reddit Um, find the next stonk to buy and ride it to the moon yeah ride your stonks to the moon everybody Goop, please go public. Goop, go public. We can get they'll Reddit be, behind you. Yeah, they'll be, oh my God. But that I think they would never do it because then they would have to like, I don't know what they have to disclose, but they have to disclose something and they are not exactly an open book over there. Yeah, I bet you the shareholders would not be happy with their uh, non-diversification of of the stuff that they sell, but who knows? Yeah, they would have to do that. Diversification of face creams and donabies. I mean, they. I think in order to go public, they would have to like do a line with you know, Neutrogena or like line with Walmart or something. I feel in my heart that a line with a mainstream beauty, like a. I feel. I feel in my heart that like a Target line would is going to happen at some point. Yeah, I, I would bet on that too. And maybe that's enough. Maybe that will drive its stonk up really high. But I don't know because it seems like a lot of people do target lines like, and they don't become like corporate shells. They still ha- retain some sort of like coolness. Is that true now? I feel like back in the day that might've been true. Cause who did like Prenza Schuler did a, didn't they do Target or do they do H&M? A lot of people do. A lot of people do. Like, um, I don't know how to, if I'm saying it right, but like John Darian, the mm-hmm. like New York designer guy, like he still has like a very like independent sort of vibe to me and he, and is still really cool to me, but he's done some Target stuff. I think the the luster has left Target a little bit as a sort of corporate entity. I think people thought it was somehow different or more virtuous than Walmart. And now I think people understand capitalism a little bit better than they did before and realize all of these corporations are equally evil. I don't think it was, well, maybe some, I don't think it's different um, in that way. I just think like the aesthetics are a little better and like they have better, like they do lines with cool designers and you can get like cheaper versions of things that you might want to buy from a more expensive store um i don't think it's like um i mean i think it's like just like the difference between like (laughs) democrats and republicans it's not like it's not like a real like you know it's not like a better company ethically or anything for i that i can see i don't know why it would be did you read about the uh the COVID outbreak and the like mouse or rat problem at the Pasadena target. No, they're the Pasadena target, I guess had both an infestation and a, and a COVID outbreak at the same time. And they were like trying to keep it quiet and 
um, make the employees go to work and stuff and all this shit. So God, I feel like the great tragic irony of my life is, has been that the fucking target that I've been waiting for to open in my neighborhood in walking distance of my apartment and dreaming of for years finally opened during COVID. Why? Have you been? No, I'm not going to go to a fucking Target, but I might. Mm. I'll just wear two masks. Yeah, double mask. I guess they're telling everyone to start with the double masks now. I know I double mask now. Well, I not all the time, but like I went to Trader Joe's yesterday and I doubled. You went to Trader Joe's yesterday. Speaking of which, if you haven't subscribed to our Patreon, we did a really really fun episode about our was, shopping at Trader Joe's. It was so fun. I just read my whole receipt and told everyone what I got. I did. I we put posted a little clip and I was sort of mortified by how much I said the word veggies, but that's fine. <laughs> it happens. Um I just I hate how it I hate how my mouth like mouth feels and how it sounds. This is so weird when I say the word vegetables. I feel so dumb. Like I hate saying that word. I don't know why. Veg I I never I never ever say veggies in in real life. I is that why you posted me saying it so many times to troll? No, me? I didn't. I didn't even think of you saying. I I po- I don't know. It honestly, I don't put a ton of effort into figuring out exactly what the most exciting two minute clip of our Patreon episodes I post on the main feed. I just sort of wait for something, some little some little self contained moment that I can put on mm. there. But I don't really think any deeper than that about it. Yeah, I just saying I don't like saying veggies but I feel like I like it because it gets it done with a little bit faster I hate vegetables like it's out I don't know I just it's not good it's not good vegetables well if you want to hear our entire hour-long episode about Trader Joe's and we'll probably do another one because Aggie just went and I am probably due for another trip myself uh go to patreon.com slash scoop yourself and pledge five dollars a month you get access to all of our bonus episodes, uh, Trader Joe's, Jen Gunter, uh, various Gwyneth Paltrow movies we review, um, blind items. We do a lot of stuff over there. We do really fun extra podcasts, I would say. And you know, all that Patreon money is going right up in the stonk market. (laughs) It's going to go to the stonk market. You guys, you could have, you can make us rich and in doing so make yourselves rich. Ah, uh, so any other GP news, goop news this week? It's not much. Mm, nope. Although I feel like I haven't been paying a lot of attention to her, but I haven't noticed a lot of GP news. I haven't noticed a lot of, no, not that I am aware of. The only thing I want to commemorate is, uh, it is, I guess this week, the 10th anniversary of I guess Gwyneth's last non-Marvel starring role, Country Strong. Is this? Yeah, her last. Okay, so it's like the last movie she was like really in because those Marvel movies, she's like not, even though I do occasionally say like she's the star of this one or the star of that one, actual people who like are into Marvel, aka Brian, um, will always like challenge me on that point. And they're correct because she's not the star of any of them. No, she, she literally is not the star of any of the movies. And yet now with, um, you know, with Disney Plus, with all these limited series, maybe the door is open for a Pepper Potts uh, little 
limited series. I don't know. I would love to see her and the other Marvel ladies, um, the wives and girlfriends like Natalie Portman and Michelle Pfeiffer and all the, like, just call it uh, super wags or something. And, and they, and it's like a straight up Melrose place soap opera with all these women. That's what I want to see. Honestly, I would, I feel like a TV show on Disney plus starring Gwyneth Paltrow about like what Pepper Potts does when Iron Man is at work or whatever, would be just so good. Yeah. Cause she, I mean, in the movie, didn't they say like she started a wellness brand? It was like some little nod to Gwyneth's real life. Like Pepper Potts is doing her own thing. Yeah. She did end up doing something sort of goopy as like a little, I don't know. What was it? A little Easter egg for the fans. Yeah. For the goop and, I mean, and John Favreau obviously is like a fan of Gwyneth. He's been on Goop. Like, this is something that they could yeah, put together quickly. You but just I think he was. I think he was on Goop when, like, she after she was in those movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they for the first time. They they probably know each other from like the night from like the swinger era. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> when they were both just like dirt Hollywood dirt bags in their twenties. Oh my god, that is. I want to watch Swingers again. I remember hating it so much when it came out because like all the like boys my age loved it and I just wanted to be, you know, contrarian, but I don't remember anything about it. So I would would be up for watching it again. I loved it because when I was young, a young teenage girl in LA working at the silent movie theater where I started to work when I was 15, all of the people that I worked with were in their like early twenties and they were naturally all sort of like that, even though it had basically, it was oh, pretty much over at that point. It was like, I think I started working there in like 2000. So it was kind of not cool anymore, but they were like the true diehards who would like yeah. also work at a silent movie theater and like were super into being like 40s-ish or whatever. <laughs> so I just thought like, that was my dream to just be like a fucking loser in LA who dressed 40s and was just always like, going to coffee shops and kind of bickering with my friends and yeah. i didn't i now that seems like a sad life but no i mean five so i i was never yeah i was never into the swing revival but i definitely was into the ska revival which uh, happened concurrently um they were sort of related yeah I yeah I, yeah i think and i yeah there was a little overlap i mean they both use horns in their music well, they, and they both had sort of like a like a rockabilly thing yeah. that they were sort of both borrowing from. I think, I think that cause the ska end of the spectrum had a little bit, at least up in the Bay area, it had like some ties to the, the punk scene. So it was like a little bit cooler than the straight up swing stuff, but I might just be, you know, justifying my own. No, I think you're right. I just think it was all sort of, I think, I just think that it was, maybe part of a spectrum and yeah. like like it was like a spectrum of baby bangs like you could have baby bangs here you can have baby bangs there who are you and where are your baby bangs taking you Ugh, yeah what type of bowling shoes do you wear exactly and i actually also participated i had a dress that i purchased i don't know if this will if why i'm telling this story but i used to have a dress from hot topic that <laughs> looked like a 1940s waitress dress it was that like Cute. mint color and then yeah. the name on the thing was betty page <laughs> hot topic really uh hits the nail on the head (laughs) with their references i was like 14 13 oh yeah and like i'm sure you were probably the first 13 year old in your class to even know who betty page was i was and it was like also sort of a scandal that i was allowed to wear it at school because i couldn't wear tank tops but i could like literally wear a name tag of like a pornographer and that was fine yeah 
Ugh, there was one summer where I bought like mint polyester leisure pants from Goodwill and like a mm -hmm. yellow like guys and dolls jacket. <laughs> That's and I would wear so that much easier in the like when you were 14 and you could just like go and buy like any piece of crap like any rag and you would be like this is my look now and it yeah. was just like you were cool or you just felt cool you felt cool I don't know if yeah other people perceived us as cool but we felt it yeah uh all right enough nostalgia enough yeah. nostalgia Gwyneth only posted once about country strong so we don't need to talk about it anymore no, we don't. I do like, if you go to her Instagram post, Courtney Love has a very lovely um, comment pleading with her to continue acting. She says twice, I miss you doing it. I miss you doing it. <laughs> and I said to Courtney Love, I miss you doing it. Yeah, Courtney, we miss you doing it. And I also love how that sounds like vaguely sexual which I feel like is part of Courtney Love's magic sure it's just alluring it's like an alluring edgy way of saying you should go back to acting because oh she's just, she just I mean, is cool no one has more star quality than Courtney Love like I've Great. I've heard I've never been in the same room with her but I've heard people talk about being in the same room with her and the amount of vibes that she gives out like celebrity vibes is just off the charts <laughs> what does that mean like that i mean i don't know star 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 quality star just, quality just feeling the the air change in the room when she comes in yes never knowing exactly what's gonna happen i don't um, think i could ever be in the same room as her i don't think i could be in the room i never like want to meet a celebrity i would freak out I, I do still fantasize about like our final episode of this podcast getting Gwyneth to come on for like a sit down interview. I can't. But, I don't want to. Uh, who knows? All right, let's move on to the old um, newsletters. What was your best of the week? My best of the week was, of course, the financial advice. There was like a new. Oh what no i'm just i i remember seeing that headline and i i refuse to read any even though i you know i love my stonks and my bonds yeah. i don't like to read any financial advice from goop it like stresses me out too much so i didn't read this okay well i normally feel that way but because i was like in my like stonk bond day trading vibe this morning which of course i didn't buy any of the stuff <laughs> but i was just like i should really read about this you're just here for the vibes I'm just here for the vibes. So I clicked on it and it was this young black woman who like was the first person to trade on the New York Stock Exchange when she was only 22. And Amanda she was, like, Gorman. The person who ever did it. And then she like went viral when she was 27 because everybody was like really excited about her. And she, um, you know, says a lot of things, but one, of, and it's like just about like budgeting and whatever. And she was like, just read it because she'll tell uh -huh. you what to do, but it's like, you know, like she just has all these like financial advice for like people who are like making any amount of money. And it's like, you need to save this much, invest this much, like use this much of your income for your like daily life. Like that's how you need to like deal with your money. And like, here are the apps you should use for like whatever your investments or whatever. Doesn't mention Robinhood <laughs> that I've seen. <laughs> 
but you know, maybe it'll be updated. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe she was boycotting them. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I need to figure something out because I used to be good, uh, about saving money. And now you're supposed to mature financially as you age. And for me, I, it's the opposite. I was so much more responsible in my twenties about like financial stuff. I I was too. I'm so stupid and I'm so insane. I think it's just because you're like, fuck it. I I know that nothing matters. Yeah, exactly. We're all losing our minds. I think that's probably why, but Uh, my little piece of advice that I should take myself because I don't is if if you have any money at all to spare, just how just do like a little um, weekly or monthly automated withdrawal from your uh, checking account into a savings account, even if it's like 20 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, and then you won't remember it, it'll be like, you know, buying Netflix or whatever every month. And eventually you'll have just like a little bit of money in a savings account. Oh my God, I'm going to do that. Uh, yeah, I should do it too. I should take my own advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just do, yeah. Start with 50 bucks a month. You'll be able to figure that out. And then at the end of the year, you'll have what, 600 bucks. And then you can and then know, you just keep doing invest that in AMC. Yeah. And then take that $600 by GameStop. Exactly. Okay. God, I'm getting so many. I don't know. I thought I, uh, stopped. Like I, I thought I deleted all my emails or like got um unsubscribed from all the like democratic party emails but in the last day or two it's been constant like amy klobuchar is telling you to do this nancy pelosi says this blah blah blah. and i don't know i need to like yeah, subscribe again once they have it they don't delete it they're not letting you go brian because <laughs> they know that one dark day they are gonna get you to give somebody 150 20 bucks they know one day yeah. you're gonna do it and you are and so am <laughs> i and that's how it goes yeah, I the, the low point was um after the 2016 election when I gave like $20 to Jill Stein's recount effort. Oh yeah, I forgot that you did that. <laughs> Which was like just a, wasn't didn't she just like take it? I think she just literally <laughs> stole it. Like literally just like flew off to Moscow with it. <laughs> like I, I really yeah, I think she literally stole it. I mean, whatever. I get it. It was a really desperate time. I'm that was like the low, like it felt so bad. It really did feel bad. Nothing could ever feel that bad again. Well, knock on wood. No, knock on wood. I, yeah, that was like, oh man. I think those last four or five years have like literally taken years off my life. Totally. Like I feel weaker, sicker, more fucked up, like older. Like, I mean, I am older, but not, I shouldn't feel this much older. My God. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it's woken a lot of people up to a lot of shit, but it also has been really traumatizing to a lot of people. It's incredibly traumatizing. Um, all right. Well, something that's not traumatizing, my best of the week mm. was the Megan tries it. Oh, what did she try? Okay. So she, she tried the Himalayan pink salt shampoo hair detox, which, oh. you know, what's we've what's all, I, what'd you say? Haven't they been doing that for a long yes, time? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I still, I don't know. This is one of those products that I never am like really craving from Goop, but listening to Megan talk about it makes me want to get it a little bit Wait, more than I is it do. A, is it a shampoo or is it like a scrub, like a scalp scrub? Or something? It's a it's a scalp scrub, but it's supposed to 
get rid of all the oily buildup on your scalp. It seems very refreshing. Do you use it instead of shampoo? I bet you use it, yeah, alternate or something. I, Megan seems like the type of person who probably doesn't shampoo her hair every day. Uh, oh, natural. I am someone who unfortunately needs to shampoo my hair, if not every day, every other day, or my scalp becomes so itchy that I just pick at it constantly. Oh, really? Yeah, I I have a very, that, which is why I sort of want to try this salt scalp scrub. God, yeah. say that five times fast. Oh no, salt scalp scrub shampoo. So it is a shampoo. Oh, it is a shampoo. $42. That's not too bad. The reason why this was my best is because Megan talks about her little cabin that she and her husband have upstate. And usually someone talking about a second home would make me angry and like completely jealous. But with Megan, it just makes me happy for her and mm-hmm. wanting to, I don't know, be your friend and spend time up there. Yeah. Uh, so they have, I guess it's in, it's in Woodstock, New York. And she says that it came fully furnished when they bought it. Uh, there are more lava lamps than you've ever seen under one roof and more wind, wind chimes and more peace signs. Zany portraits of wizards and elfin creatures hang on the wall. The piece de resistance is the bathroom, which teeters on stilts above the kitchen, treehouse style, and in a strange architectural twist lacks a ceiling. The house is weird for sure. Eclectic is how we brand it on Airbnb, but we love it and can't bring ourselves to change a thing. I want to see a picture of it. I'm I know. I wish. Internet. I bet we could go on Airbnb and find it. Oh, go on Airbnb. Oh, you're so smart. And we could even there. maybe stay there. Oh my God. I bet you it's like literally $4 bazillion. Probably. We need to stay in Megan's house. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. It's I'm like hoping. the Monticello of Woodstock. I mean, it's like so, like, I can't imagine staying. Wait, I'm put, typing into Airbnb Woodstock. There's probably a lot of, but yeah, I, I bet if you search for Woodstock, search by eclectic, you'd be able to find it pretty fast. I'm going to push it. I'm going to say that I'm going to go there in um, November 1st of 2021. Of, yeah, November 1st. November 1st of this year. Okay. Yeah, because to November 8th. Because let's, then yeah, let's, plan a, let's plan a fall foliage trip to the East Coast and stay at Megan's place. Okay, I'm saying I'm going to bring two adults. I'm going to say no pets, even though we'll bring Dahlia crackers and BB. Oh, wow. And then I'm just, okay. And there's a hot tub too. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, okay. I I don't know. I'm just, it, I don't know. Could, <laughs> we'll, we'll, any of these things could be it. I don't know. I'm we'll do our it. research off. off we'll do uh, research later, but. Yeah, but Megan. We're coming for you. We're coming for your house. We're coming for your house, Megan. We're going to go on vacation. And we're very good guests. We will clean up after ourselves. We won't ask for like extra towels or anything. We'll just leave you alone and enjoy Woodstock while you're, um, I guess, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Because Megan, they're probably not traveling anytime soon now because she's about to have a baby. Well, that's why I put for November because I'm like, there's no way they're going to be there in November. Yeah, it seems more like a summer house for them. Oh, except they were just there. Who knows? Well, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, we'll find it. We'll find it. What was your worst? Okay. Let me see. My worst was, oh, 
this like so-called best-selling eye patch. So, so I was just telling Brian before this started that you, Brian, mm-hmm. that I have really bad instincts about literally everything. So don't take my word for it. <laughs> okay. But there was just this thing about like, have you heard about the best-selling new eye patch that we have? And I'm trying to pull it up, but there was just something in me that was like, now this is not something that I need. Like I, I patch or I mask. It's like an under eye patch. Like it's like a mask, like an under eye patch. Like I do use an under eye. I call it a patch. It's like an under eye mask, whatever. It's like those things you peel them off and you put them under your eyes and leave them there for like 20 minutes or whatever. And I do use some I use one that's called pack your bags it's like a I think Cute. it's Tarte is the brand and they're like I don't know like 20 or 30 bucks I think I just don't feel to me here's my guess about under eye patch things whatever they're called I think they're just like a cooling thing that like reduces the puffiness under your eyes I don't think they have any long-term effects and I don't think it matters if you buy an expensive one or an inexpensive one and I just automatically clocked it as bullshit that's my theory about it I could be wrong if it really is the best thing in the world let me know but I bet you it's like the same as like less expensive versions of the same thing that's my feeling so that's why I called it my worst because I didn't trust it I would say trust your instincts on this one as we have learned after years and years of doing this podcast, many of the things on Goop, not everything, but many of the things on Goop, you can find for cheaper elsewhere and be perfectly happy with the results. Yeah. I mean, and also I feel like if this is such a best selling eye patch, why are we just hearing about it now? Like why haven't there been like a million pieces about this you know what I mean like if it's so great because usually you can't get away from this stuff and I I only saw it on there once and now I'm like all over their website and I can't even find it so what is that like why have I never heard of this before I don't know it just didn't make any sense to me I also I wasn't like an insane amount of money it wasn't one of those things that's like it wasn't like three hundred dollars for this or something it was under, I think they were still like under a hundred dollars, but it was still like more than you would probably need to spend on. Yeah. Buy a cucumber, buy some raw beef. There's many, plenty buy, of things to put, under put your raw eyes. Beef under, put some roast beef under <laughs> your eyes and just leave us alone. And then slurp it up. Yeah. And then you can have brunch. Perfect. Where the fuck is it though? Why can I not? I don't understand. They that. probably have discontinued it already. I know. It probably started burning yet. people's eyes. I know. Uh, oh, I forgot uh, to say at the beginning of the podcast, um, Jen Gunter got a Lifetime Achievement Award from the plan- Planned Parenthood, Illinois. So I wanted to sincerely offer her my congratulations. Congratulations, Jen. My worst was the article called C- The Connection Between Clutter and Parenting. Oh my God. Okay. What is this? So this is taking the shame and guilt brought to you by Marie Kondo and other various proponents of the decluttering strategy, but compounding the shame and guilt you feel with your own life and, and making it even worse by saying you are a bad neglectful parent. If you do not 
adhere to the decluttering philosophy. Well, I mean, isn't this like the oldest story ever fucking told? Like you're a bad mother if you don't keep a clean, tidy house. Like, isn't that like, I mean, is that really new? I guess, yeah, that sentiment has probably gone on for hundreds of years. Uh, Women especially are, you know, made to feel bad if, if they don't have perfect housekeeping skills or whatever. But this article makes it clear that they are not really talking about cleaning because they said you can have a messy house without it being decluttered or without it being cluttered. What they mean is that it's sort of like the the Marie Kondo philosophy. If you, if things are not sparking joy for you and by proxy for your children, you should get rid of them, which I agree. Most parents, especially, you know, upper middle-class parents probably buy too much shit for their kids, but it seems a little weird to like tell your kid after a few months if they don't play with a specific toy or stuffed animal that you're just like going to give it away i just i don't see how this is helping them become a you know a mature productive member of society so what's the what is the strategy like you give the stuff away if they don't play with it uh pretty much so there are let's see four elements to making and keeping a clutter-free home the first is decluttering uh the process of choosing what to keep and what to let go of. The second is organizing, designated a home within our home for each object. The third is maintenance, caring for our items, including putting things back where they belong. And the fourth is preventing, adopting habits that prevent clutter from accumulating in the first place. So they tell you, yes, you're supposed to, I think if you notice your kid is not playing with a certain toy, you're supposed to secretly take it away from them and put it in like an opaque box where they can't see it. And if they don't ask you about it for a couple months, then you give it away. That doesn't seem so bad to me. <laughs> it just seems like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I am just sort of a person who does have maybe, maybe slightly, uh, like emotional attachments to objects. And there are certain things where, I might not look at it for a year or I might not take something out or, or wear an item for a long time, but I will do it again. And I, I would just feel stressed if I was living in a house where there was a constant threat of things being thrown away if I don't use them all the time. I mean, I feel like kids are different though, because like once, if a kid hasn't played with a toy in a year, they're probably never going to play with it again. Like they're growing up, like they're not going to like want it. Like toys are specifically made for like, developmental stages that's so true. like I feel like it's okay and also um but also I feel like and I've had to do this with kids that I was nannying for who had like so much stuff to like be like we need to get rid of some of your stuff and like that would always be part of my job like what are you gonna get rid of and they would be like nothing I need all of this like stuff that they never played with or touched and it was like they just kept like growing and getting more and more stuff and like never getting rid of anything, even stuff that they didn't use or play with. And it did feel, I was like, this is for like a six-year-old and you're 10. Why do you still want this? And they'd be like, I need it. And I, I see that in myself. And it's when I see it, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And when I see that in myself, I'm like, I want to get rid of that habit so bad. Cause I have that, but I don't think it's serving me in any way. Mm. Like, I don't think it's like, I wish that I was better at getting rid of my things. You're probably right. I do think 
yeah, kids probably claim to need to hold on to things from earlier phases in their childhood. I don't know. I, there's certain, certain things like certain stuffed animals that I, I don't, I don't like have any stuffed animals at my house now that I had as a kid. Like, I think that is sort of weird, but like when I go to my mom's house, there are a couple things that I am like, Oh, that's, I remember, like, I remember playing with that or, you know, books that I read. There's certain things that I feel comforted just knowing that I have access to them when I do go visit my mom and maybe that's weird and unhealthy, but I, I no. especially cause she doesn't live in the house that we lived in when I was growing up. So it is nice to have a little bit of that feeling of childhood when you go home. Yeah. My parents still live in the same house that I lived in growing up and they will always call me and be like, do you want, or ask me to come and get it, hmm. which I find incredibly <laughs> annoying. They ask me to, get rid of the things from my childhood myself, which I feel like is so rude. <laughs> I think that the parents should also be the ones to get rid of the stuff. I mean, there are certain things when my mom's like clearing out the basement and stuff that, you know, she'll say, do you want this? And most of the time I'm like, no, like get, get rid of it. Um, but I, yeah, it's mostly, it's just like certain, honestly, it's just like two stuffed animals and Christopher Pike books. That's the only things that I care about. Yeah. I found a couple of Christopher Pike books. I found some clothes that I, when I found them, I found there used to be this store in LA that I think I've talked about on here before called friends that was at the Beverly center. And it was next to this store called rampage. And those were just the two coolest stores in the world to me. And I loved everything from friends. And I found this dress from friends that I had um, that I remembered loving. It was like a maroon, like velvet thing. It was just, I loved it when I was a kid and I was so excited because I was like, oh my God, my friend's dress. And it still had the label and everything. And I didn't get rid of it, even though it's for a 13 year old girl (laughs) and I'll never wear it. I just, the thought of someone having it who doesn't know what that is or won't appreciate it made me sure. angry. And I was like, they can't have, no one can have this. Yeah. I think that's, that's totally fine to have those few items that you have an intense connection to. And that, I mean, and again, I'm probably not doing justice to this article. Cause she does say, if you have an emotional connection to something, you don't have to give it away, but it was just like the, I don't know, the, in, the intensity of her decluttering philosophy is inherently stressful for me because I, I would then it's like any every object in my house I would have to be constantly having a conversation with myself about do I want to keep this or not and that is just more mental energy that I want than I like want to put into thinking about stuff yeah I can't deal with it I I want to see I think that the goal is to put think less about stuff and if you get rid of your stuff then you're thinking about it less yeah Probably. It's having less of an attachment to it, but I don't know. Does it work? Probably, but I won't. I don't know because I've never done it. <laughs> I keep everything forever. I'm crazy. What was your craziest or your saddest? I don't even know if it was my craziest or my saddest, but it was the city COVID guides. Ugh. I mean, it wasn't even that bad. I only really looked at the LA one because the other one was for New York, and I don't really know New York that well, and there's no reason. But the LA one was, I mean, whatever. It was just like hotels you can go to and hang out at, which I also don't think you really can. I don't I'm confused. Know. I 
yeah, I don't, I don't really understand if you are able to stay in a hotel. I think right now you are because they opened everything up. I think before you weren't. Um, but even if you're allowed to stay in a hotel, I don't think you're allowed to go. I mean, obviously you can't go and hang out in their like bar or pool area and stuff. You can go stay in your room, I think. is the Well, outside I, now they, they reopened outside dining, I think just starting today. So you, um, I think you technically can go in the pool if it's outside, which I mean, I don't know. It's also freezing in LA. So no one's going to pool. Um, but I'm looking up what the actual weather is. Cause I just said it's freezing. It's 52 degrees, which to us is really cold. Um, but I just didn't, I mean, I guess I get it. You know, people still have to go places and do things, even though they're kind of explicitly told not to, but whatever. I, I just, I didn't like it. I was just find another, can we find another way to please think about our time. Yeah. I did like the little delivery guide or takeout guide because I feel like I'm definitely in a takeout rut right now. I order from the few, you know, same few restaurants. So I was like, oh yeah, I could, I mean, most of these places were out of my price range and way out of my neighborhood, but it was nice to see, oh yeah, I could like go to John and Vinny's and like pick up something or I don't know. Yeah. And that would be nice. That would be nice. Oh, Jet Lada. Jet Lada is on here. Can I say something? Oh, I don't, I don't love Jet Lada. Compared to other Thai restaurants. I think it's good. It's, it's too, it's like twice as expensive as every other Thai restaurant. And I just don't understand why it's better than other Thai places. I don't know either, but I, my, it was the first Thai town Thai restaurant I ever went to. So I think I probably have an inflated memory of it. Um, I've actually only been there twice. And once I thought it was amazing. And the second time I thought it was just the same as other Thai places in the area. So I don't know, but I definitely don't regularly go there because I live in Thai town and I have so many places to choose from. I go to places. I, Uh, I'm partial to ruin pair for my Thai town Thai fix. I love that place so much. I uh, I go to Thai patio. That's my patio is pretty good too. Um, yeah, a lot of these places are good. Birdie G's I've had since the pandemic. Cantor's oh. I've had since the pandemic. Um, oh yeah, I would. Cantor's would be a place that would be fun to to drive to and 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 pick up. Yeah, uh, and now Friedman's the um the sort of nouveau Jewish mm-hmm. deli on the east side has reopened. So I. I do feel like I would want to go and get a, a Reuben and a bowl of matzo ball soup and bring it home and eat. That sounds really good, actually. Have you had any kismet rotisserie? Okay. Sorry. This is very LA specific. We'll, it's in Goop. Sh- I feel like it's, it's in Goop. Yeah. Okay. Kismet rotisserie. And I've only ordered from them once. So it might've been an off thing or maybe I ordered the wrong thing, but it was to me very under seasoned, and mediocre and this is someone who i've been to the real kismet restaurant the the fancy restaurant a couple times and it's been great so but i'm sorry i have dune in my neighborhood which is another sort of middle eastern mediterranean takeout place which is phenomenal and then i also have uh zanku i can order from yeah and kismet rotisserie is i think it's unnecessary uh, yeah, so I've never ordered from there and I live 
fairly close to it. Um, but I feel the same way. Yes, Dune is really good. But also to me, it just looked, it's the exact same menu almost as Anku chicken. It's just like three times more expensive because it's from Kismet. And I just don't like the idea of buying from like a fancy version of like a real place that already exists in LA. And it would be one thing if the food tasted phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, it's obviously using higher quality ingredients than Zanku, which is a is a longtime um, Middle Eastern spot, small chain Zanku in LA, has taken a bit of a dip. I would say quality wise in the last like in my in the last several years. I think the the thing with Zanku, I think, is unfortunately the one by your house is bad. It's and the first. It's the original one. It's the original one, but I think the one in Glendale and even the one further west in uh, in Hollywood is better. It used to be a uniform thing because, you know, it used to, oh, there used to be like this one woman who cooked everything, literally went to every single location and like supervised every single thing every single day. But then what, she got murdered or something? There was some, she, she was murdered. Yeah. Oh, I need to read into, I need to, I need to look into really, that. It's, it's a nutty story, but I think Yikes. ever since that, then I don't think it's been quite as good. Although, you know, I'll always go, yeah. but it just hasn't been much. Whatever, whatever the split that happened within the family that some of them got this branch and some of them got this branch, the one in Glendale to me has always consistently been very good. All right. Maybe I'll go to the Glendale one next time. Uh, and it's, it look, it's like newer. Um, and I like how, sorry, this is so boring to everyone. You can substitute rice there and you don't have to get hummus as your side. Whereas the one in, um, on sunset, it's like, they make you get hummus or like buy rice separate. Huh. I guess I've never, I've never turned down hummus in my life. <laughs> it's just sometimes I want chicken and rice instead of chicken and hummus. I know. I usually just get the wraps anyway. Okay. Let's Okay. Move. Sorry. That's it. Okay. So um, we're obsessed with food. We always have been. We always will be. Yeah. And <laughs> chicken in particular, I guess. <laughs> okay. So we had talked about food. Okay. Uh, it was in goop, not Zanku, but everything else was in goop. Um, I'm sure Zanku has been mentioned in goop before. Sure. It feels like the kind of thing that would have been. It's like a place that Gwyneth went to that like John Favreau took Gwyneth to in 1996. And it was like Gwyneth turned up her nose initially, but then, you know, by the end of it, she was getting into that garlic sauce. Everybody, the garlic sauce will get you every time. My craziest Mm. two conflicting articles on Alzheimer's that gave you different advice. I don't want to think about Alzheimer's ever. I want to go. I hate, this is like another one. I don't want to read about Alzheimer's. I don't want to read about early menopause. I don't want to read about um, any other horrible thing that can happen to you. So I would say like cancer is, is one of the most stressful things to think about. And the only, to me, at least the only thing that can compete with worrying about cancer is worrying about Alzheimer's. Yeah. It's like, God, the whole fucking thing. And then being in your late thirties and being like, there's nowhere to go, but down is just a nightmare anyway. So there's two articles this week. One is called the scientist's guide to eating for brain health. Um, a Q and a with a Lisa Moscone PhD, and then a separate article, um, called using precision medicine to prevent and treat Alzheimer's, which is written by, or a, uh, an interview with, Dale E. Bredesen, MD. Hmm. So the first doctor, I actually liked this article because it was like, just have a balanced diet, you know, have some, uh, your brain 
thrives on glucose. So you want to eat foods with, with a fair amount of glucose and, you know, omega threes, not a lot of saturated fat, sort of Mediterranean diet thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's talking about brain food. So it's like, the funny thing is the num- number one best brain food, of course, this is on goop is caviar <laughs> <laughs> because it has omega-3 fatty acids and, uh, B vitamins and iron and magnesium. But, but does anyone you, eat caviar not, that's not on like a Bellini with like sour cream? Like I feel like people eat it with like unhealthy food. Yeah, because also like if you ate caviar as your main thing, you would die of like hypertension. It has so much salt in it. Yeah. So I, I think, but I bet probably a little goes a long way. Mm. And if you don't have access to caviar, because Goop is, you know, very egalitarian now. So they say, uh, since caviar may be impractical or inaccessible to many people, some alternatives I recommend are salmon, mackerel, bluefish, sardines, and anchovies. So typical things. Salmon, easy. Yeah. Um, then you got your dark leafy greens, your berries, uh, extra virgin olive oil, glucose rich, high fiber foods, such as honey, maple syrup, uh, berries, kiwi fruit, beets, blah, blah, blah. Bonus cacao, eat your dark chocolate. I love this diet. This is the diet I hope is the healthiest. Cause it's the one I strive for. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if you cut out your saturated fats, your cheeseburgers and stuff, according to this lady, you'll have a good chance of not getting Alzheimer's. But like, is it, there has to be a cutoff. Like what, at what point can you make these changes and still have it be effective? I think it's like smoking. Like the earlier you make the change, the better, but it's definitely still worth it when, mm-hmm. wherever you are in life to make the change. Yeah. Okay. Um, unfortunately, all of this information was counteracted mm-hmm. by the other article that Goop published this week, which okay. was um, speculative but promising or whatever mm-hmm. they're calling it now, hy- emerging hypothesis. Oh, interesting. A man who's selling a book, first thing to watch out for, mm-hmm. he is a doctor. His book is called The End of Alzheimer's Program, The First Protocol to Enhance Cognition and Reverse Decline at Any Age. Sounds fishy? Evil. It is. Evil. So this guy is in the Will Cole school of thought and recommends a keto style diet to prevent Alzheimer's. Right. Uh, They ask about the science of this stuff. And it was one of, it was definitely one of those, uh, we're we're conducting a lot of studies now. And anecdotally, we've talked to a hundred people and claim, you know, when they start doing our protocols, they have reverse you know, cognition decline or whatever, which I'm like, okay. Um, and then, oh, so then they're like, oh, but you're, so even for testing, if this guy wants you to take lots of blood work and you know, your blood oxygen level, all these things. And it's very expensive because I think most doctors don't find that it actually is helpful. And so I think a lot of maybe your insurance doesn't pay for it. I don't know. So this test that he wants everyone to do is $950. Oh my God. And they're like, oh, this is pretty expensive. How can you justify it? And he says, well, it's a lot cheaper than spending $300,000 on a nursing home. Oh my God. What a monster. That's so so easy and rude. And 
also people who don't have alzheimer's also live in nursing homes yeah it's not just alzheimer's actually when you have really advanced alzheimer's you can't live in most nursing homes you have to live in like a a different sort of care facility nursing homes are more for just older people or maybe i'm thinking of retirement home versus nursing i don't know anyway yeah there's different levels of care um but yeah he he also this is definitely a, a red flag he tells you to wear um the euro the aura ring that you hate oh my god <laughs> so you can look at your sleep patterns and um an apple watch to test your you know glucose blood pressure so it's basically like all of these fucking self-diagnosed things like this just this guy seems like a scare tactician yeah. Um, and because most doctors don't do these tests, he says to go to drbredizen.com to okay. apply for this test. So you have to apply for it on his website. At his, uh, or there's one called apollohealthcompany.com. Does he like also own that or something? Probably. I don't recognize that as a, it's not like, you know, Blue Shield or HealthNet or anything. It's no, something, something I don't else. Think no, I don't think it's Blue Shield. Um, he also is really into like little cognitive games, like Brain HQ, which he probably has like a financial stake in. Which I stake in all of this stuff. Yeah, like what do you think about those games that say that they're they prevent you know um, cognitive de- decline? Do you believe any of that, or is it just like bullshit? No, I think they like enhance it. <laughs> I don't I know. Think so but, too. I mean, I feel like when I play stuff, like I will get in really into like some stupid puzzle game on my phone every once in a while. I'll download one and get into it. I'm into one right now that's called like ball sort. That's oh, I've seen that one advertised. It's like so satisfying. I don't think they make any claims about Alzheimer's with that one, but I always am like, what am I doing? This is so tragic that I'm doing this with my time. Everyone has that stupid little game they like to play. I'm really into tennis clash right now. Yeah. Because I can play tennis with um, like Russian teenagers in the middle of the night, which is sort of fun. Your dream come true. (laughs) Yeah. I was playing a really dorky one for a while. That's really, really, really embarrassing. That was like a gamer game. Uh, what was Ebony. it? It was about like you were like in a castle and you had to like build all of these like keeps and like build all this stuff. That's too complicated but for me. I started playing it because they had a puzzle and I was like, oh, I want to play this puzzle. But then like it turned out that the puzzle was like part of this like dorky like knights thing that you did. And then I started getting really into that too. And I got like super mm-hmm. addicted and that had like a social component and everybody on it was really crazy and I was fighting and like. I like I still like know some of them like when I go out what's up and like (laughs) remember when we played D&D together that one time oh my god yes (gasps) that was really fun actually it was a long time ago it was fun but I don't I I had fun doing it but I I definitely realized that like D&D is is not really for me it's not something that you it's only fun if you do it like one time it's not like I would make a habit out of it um but it was but we had I had fun doing it totally yeah. Uh um okay oh it says and this this doctor says is asked when should someone get started everybody who is 45 or older should be on prevention uh so we He's have some time so young. you can do this online now easily at apollo health oh yeah that is his company apollo health so it is the same thing he uh, we just introduced something called pre-code pre- oh it's yeah pre-code prevention of cognitive decline through that 
you can get blood tests and access to practitioners. So these blood tests, there's something weird going on. Like these artificial, these phony fake weird doctors who are selling their own little scammy programs are always pushing blood tests to do and they're going to fix something based. I don't know. I just, it's so weird. It's going to be more and more prevalent. I think as everyone is concerned more about like wellness or, you know, the Apple watch, these things where you can test your levels of everything, like getting sort of instant blood tests not through your doctor, but just through an app or whatever, I feel like is going to be really prevalent. Yeah, I think so too. And it probably will just give you more worry than necessary. Yeah, who knows? But maybe everyone will live to be 100 and whatever. No, thanks. (laughs) Unless we have a communist revolution and the government takes care of us, then I would be glad to live 100. Who do you think that, I mean- when you say like you want like Nancy Pelosi to like choose to, like send you a box of food every month? absolutely I don't like Nancy Pelosi on too many things but she does have impeccable taste yeah you get a lot of Ben and Jerry's or whatever it was uh, or, Jenny's 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 big colorful brooches um great fillers but she uh, wouldn't give you her that stuff I like I just who in the government's like do you want like Elizabeth Warren like who is gonna make choices for you like I don't want any of these people in my fucking shit uh, no, I just want like a place to live, like a, 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 like a brutalist high rise, um, like in Yugoslavia or something where you get your own little apartment and, um, you go to your bread line, you get your, your bread, you get your cheese in the mail. Um, you can have a little patch of soil to grow a couple vegetables and then I can play like checkers and, and, oh, and like free cigarettes. I'm going to start smoking again when I'm 75. So I just want to have uh, unlimited cigarettes. Okay. <laughs> That's my dream. Oh my God. Well, wow, Brian. That's like a really great sell for socialism. I think you just really nailed it. Just like, you know, the elevator doesn't break too often. Um, I just, I'm just picturing, I mean, I guess I'm picturing public housing, like a big high rise with like a courtyard. And then you can like, go up and down the elevator and play checkers and smoke cigarettes it sounds so great but can't you play checkers and smoke cigarettes now i'm just afraid i'm gonna be homeless when i'm that age oh so you're just you're afraid of being homeless so you're like hoping that you get like the absolute worst possible living conditions because it'll be better than like nothing yes oh i see i see well okay (laughs) I probably, I don't know. Um, you know what? I'll, I think I'm going to go to England and then I'll live in their social housing. Cause that's like what you're just, they, they have. Oh, yeah. That. Get on the doll. Ah, a dream. I think they just would give it to me. I think so. Anyway. Anyway, communist revolution slash UBI Yang gang. Slash free cigarettes and checkers. <laughs> Cigarette, free cigarettes and checkers. Ah. And I just grow a big mustache. I wear like a newsboy cap and read marks and just yell at pigeons. Oh my God. That literally sounds, I'd rather be dead, honestly, than what you're describing. It's a utopia, a Marxist utopia. A Marxist utopia isn't just reading marks in a fucking brick high rise. 
okay whatever i we're not the people to be discussing this we don't know what we're talking about but i i don't just i love that in the marxist utopia you just are literally reading marx like that's what you do with your time i'm just picturing a like a red paperback again something you could do right now i guess i could i could go to the park and read marx and yell at pigeons yeah smoke cigarettes you could do it all oh my god okay uh what would you try okay there's this like edit or whatever actually this is sort of the mirror image of what you were talking about there's something called the 2021 essentials refresh which is just another one of these pieces which are my favorite have always been my favorite I mean, I don't know why I'm calling them pieces. I don't know what they are. Article, whatever the hell it is, in any magazine. Tone poem. A tone poem. Or they just will like lay out all of the clothes you should get and show you the different outfits you can make out of them. That was my favorite thing in any magazine ever. They got it in this one. And what I decided was because I do need to get rid of some of my clothes. I have too many clothes. They don't fit in my closet. They don't fit in my drawers. There's con- there, It's constantly overflowing. I'm constantly trying to find places to put them. And most of them I don't wear. Mm -hmm. So I do want to find a nice way to make my decisions that where like goop or something is like making those choices for me. So I'm not talking about buying new clothes, even though that's what they're talking about. I'm like, I've always wanted to use a magazine to be like, I need this many like neutral tees and this like many pair of jeans and these different styles and this sort of blazer for this event and this coat for this and like just to have like a very intentional wardrobe has been a fantasy of mine basically since I was a girl and I've never achieved anything remotely close to it it's always just pure chaos like oh my god like it's either it's all emotion it's like my closet is like the stock market I'm like I need this because I look fat or like I need this because I need to feel young or like I need this because like this is gonna make me feel like a woman and like I'm just going crazy all the time when I whenever I buy clothes it's always in the middle of the night on the internet in a pit of desperation and I like go on some like fast fashion evil company's website and just throw down a hundred bucks on like as many things as I can fit. And I'm like, I did it. I <laughs> saved my life. And then the shit will come. I wear it around the apartment for a day. And then I'm just like, until it like goes up in flames. And then it just like, yeah, it just like burns itself out. Uh, have you watched the new Jenna Lyons show on HBO max? Uh, no, and I'm not going to, I, it's pretty boring, but she, she does that. Like, you know, very intentional. Here are my basics like mixed with you know a piece of flair every once in a while but she's like she wears like a uniform basically I know and and I do love the idea of that I like the idea of getting a uniform I just I always have found Jenna Lyons to be incredibly boring I've never understood the appeal I there is no appeal it's she is appealless I mean I get that she like I get J Crew in like whatever she failed upwards for 25 years at J Crew until the bubble burst and then they fired her yeah the bubble burst on J. <laughs> i mean i did like j crew in that time yeah yeah, yeah. Wrong, no, me too. but i i feel like the whole point was like that it was boring <laughs> wasn't that like the point it was like 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 everyone will sort of just trust you and think you're nice and not worry about it if you wear yeah. this well and she's also like very tall and skinny so she has like i think 
she always, you know, like all these women do, she claims, oh, I was such an ugly duckling and I was very insecure. And I'm sure she was insecure or isn't. She is obviously still insecure because, I mean, she's a complete basket case on the show. But like she also has a very conventionally fashionable figure yeah. that she can wear lots of different stuff. Um, mm. And I don't know. But I did, I do like her, her somewhat minimalist and her like refusal to dress for you know men for like being sexy like she's i mean she also is like a queer i think she's either bi or lesbian but like she she doesn't she doesn't dress for men yeah that's her whole shtick yeah which is good and you know who else doesn't dress for men ella emhoff the newest img model (laughs) i don't know maybe or she dresses for a certain type of man not the kind that i'm whatever you should just do that just get it over with firm your hair buy the big glasses stop shaving yeah. your armpits and get, get the to- like six thousand dollar mew mew coat and just like yeah. wear it around my fucking like <laughs> stepmom's job because <laughs> yeah. i don't have one i don't know yeah go to where, where does this vice president live foggy not foggy bottom that's secretary of state no doesn't Maybe. the vice president live in the blair house no i, I think it's called like the navy yard or something it's It's something to do with the military i feel like they live that's like what their house is called i don't know but the blair house is the house across the street um i'm googling it um anyway i i don't know uh well i hope you find peace thank you (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what else to say fashion piece i'm still thinking of that publicity still they put out of lm off and it's i don't want to talk about lm i i'm obsessed i just can't talk about it uh my thing i would try is brand muffins oh my god yes 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 elsa collins social impact strategist she has her morning routine okay first of all She's crazy because she literally buys bran muffins in bulk and eats one. She says she has a bran muffin for for breakfast every single day, which is my dream. Mine too. And she buys them. Okay, so here's the thing is she says she there's this place called Larder Bakery, which I, I don't know. She made it seem like it was this cute little mom and pop shop where she goes and buys bran muffins in bulk. No, it's a huge... Um, wholesale bakery that sells to like whole foods and tender greens and stuff. So I think you can get these brand muffins like literally anywhere, but it makes me, it just makes me crave. Okay. When I lived in the East village, sorry, I'm going to be a real Ella right now and talk about my time in New York, but I lived around the corner from this bakery called Chow for now. This was in like 2002, 2003. They made the best brand muffin I've ever had in my life. I've never found anything to replace it. And I just want that feeling again. It was so moist and like not too sweet and like really weedy and branny, but still just flaky. And it didn't feel, I mean, it wasn't like huge. It didn't, you know, sit like a rock in your stomach. You could just go on with your day and feel healthy and you were just like living the dream of the 90s and that's all I want. Me too. I actually very just recently was watching as I do one of my hobbies is watching old PBS cooking shows from the 90s on YouTube and Brian and I were just having a night at home watching an old episode of Frugal Gourmet. Oh, canceled. 
absolutely canceled, but still, you know, Great. checking in. Yeah. And he was making brand muffins and it was absolutely disgusting, but also completely uh, titillating. So he made a recipe of brand muffins that included an entire box of bran flakes and then an entire box of fiber one, like the ones that are like a straw, like those mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah, mix like colon that into- blow on SNL. Yes. He mixes it into a batter and a giant bowl, like huge bowl. And then he recommended keeping it in your fridge for weeks and just every morning scooping out some and baking them fresh every single day. Well, that's really smart. It's like overnight oats, but with muffins. Yeah, except for I I can't imagine that muffin batter lasts that long. In the fridge. I, mean, I guess. Well, it probably just like ferments like sourdough. I mean, I think in the 90s, honestly, people had lower standards than we do now. Like, we are so, I, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. But we demand, fre- we get, the food that we eat is better than any food that anyone's ever eaten. And we're so, have such high standards for, like, yeah. quality. It's crazy. And we don't think of ourselves that way, but it's definitely true. No, I mean, God, we were, you know, eating kudos bars and squeeze-its and Capri Suns and Loving every minute. Oh my God, the kudo bar, give it to me. I just mean that like, if a batter sat in a fridge for that long and became and like changed in consistency, (laughs) I feel like most people would be disgusted and throw it out. Well, they would until you say, oh, it's, you know, the natural, you know, mother or like the bacteria that's like fermenting. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you'd have to just spin it. Uh, that recipe does like using brand cereal and brand muffins does sound genius to me. So I want to actually see if I can find that recipe and yeah, well, you can just go on youtube.com, type in the frugal gourmet, and just like you know, it was his episode about breakfasts, it was really okay. good because he was he was telling everybody how he the standard American breakfast, which he thought was just bacon and eggs, which we all know now know thanks to keto is the best breakfast you can ever have <laughs> because it's no carbs. And he was like, this is disgusting. This is a cholesterol bomb. This is going to clog your arteries. We need to have a revolution in this country for how we eat. And then went on to tell everyone to eat. Like he made um, like shit on a shingle chip beef <laughs> on toast. He made, um, polenta and was like eat this instead of bacon uh, with your eggs he made um just all like the most carb dense yeah. that no one would ever i mean i eat carbs but not what we consider to be like the healthiest breakfast no no yeah. no but yeah that was i mean god he and susan powder i mean susan powder would have those just giant bowls of pasta plain pasta with no sauce um, I think that this is the way. I mean, it's a way. Well, there's still the people, my diet that I fantasize, the only diet that I've never tried that I fantasize about all the time is the low fat, high carb vegan, <laughs> where they just eat like zero fat, except for maybe like a little bit of avocado here and there. But it's like no fat, and they'll just eat like potatoes, bananas whole grain pastas with a bunch of vegetables I'll say as an like an adult and then a ton of fruit I that's it just sounds horrible without like butter on your potatoes or like sauce on your pasta I I don't know if I could do it 
I mean, I guess they make some, like, they probably make a tomato sauce out of, like, tomatoes and garlic, but there's just yeah, no, like oil. no fat. Ugh. I, yeah. I mean, I would love for you to try that to see how it is, but I, I don't okay. think I could do it. Yeah. You love that for me. I would love that for you. Yeah. Uh, all right. What would you buy? Nothing. Stonks. Stonks. Yeah. Stonks. Take your money out of goop. Put it on stonks. Put in the market, baby, to the moon. I'm so obsessed. I'm obsessed with this Reddit. I feel like this, nothing like this will ever happen again in our lifetime, but I'm still going to be checking every single day for the rest of my life. I mean, this is so like, I actually, I took an economics class in high school. Cause like, I think I had to, it was horrible. My teacher was this like old crone of a woman that had a sexual fixation on Alan Greenspan. Oh my God. And was just talking about how he's like God and like, he'll never let us down. And, wow. um, I mean, it, everything that she said was proved proven wrong. My of friend, course. my friend actually got suspended from school because he, he's like, he was like a really good, like video, like even in back then he was like making videos and stuff, but he, mm-hmm. um, her name was Mrs. Gonzenbach. And <laughs> he made a video of her just like spewing her capitalist garbage but then he replaced the um the audio with yoda from star wars <laughs> and then he got suspended oh but it was so funny what? oh my god um but she looked like she was like a yoda like a capitalist yoda, yoda person That's- anyway that was my my experience with economics um before <laughs> this week yeah i like really knew almost nothing about it and I still don't, but I do, as I've said, understand what's happening. I do hope that it will happen again in some way. Yeah. Take the whole thing down. Um, Although I just fund people, the hedge fund people are just never going to do this again. Well, it's not, I mean, again, I really don't know what I'm talking about, but isn't that the whole thing? What hedge funds are, are, is betting against like, isn't that their whole business model? No, there are like other weird things that they can do that mm. I don't understand. That I are don't also but the hedge funds thing is just that they do like high risk, like crazy shit. Like they're not just like investing in like blue chip stocks or whatever. Yeah. Like they're doing like wild stuff. But a lot of some of them only do this, but not all of them. Uh, yeah. All right. Thing I would buy. Well, yeah, of course the stonks, but also uh ankle weights wrist bangles that's a good one um there was an article called feel good practices that optimize your day and it was like five things you could do and one of them was walk it out yeah and i as everyone knows i'm a huge walker i spend almost like two hours a day walking, which is so crazy. That's so good. It's, oh my God. It's good. But I also like, I'm not seeing like a lot of results. It's like, I'm sort of, you know, I'm, I'm maintaining, but I'm not, I don't feel my body like getting stronger or, uh, but is that you do it or you do it for the love of it. I do it for the mental health. Cause I just need to leave my house every day and, and walk. But I'm thinking if I put a couple little, you know, weights on my ankles and wrists, maybe, Maybe I would become like completely ripped and go for a walk. Cause I, I just, I exercise like an old lady. I do yoga with Adrian and I walk and some of that's great because it's something I could probably do for the rest of my life. Like it's not like high impact, something that I'll like tear my Achilles tendon or whatever, 
but I also, you know, would like to get like a sweet eight pack. I know I did really fuck up my knee by working out too hard years ago and it's never been the same, but I, yeah, I want to, I just, I feel like I haven't been, I don't know when I'm walking, I just feel like I have to run home. Like I'm scared. <laughs> I, get, I I mean, I take, I take two walks a day and I take, it's the, the, the same thing every day. And so I'm just, it's just like second nature to me. I don't know. I don't know what to say to you. If you say you feel scared walking, I just don't because I have because my mask and I just, it's not crowded. I don't know. There are people and I'm just like, what if I like look weird? I don't know. I just, I feel like so much anxiety. It's just like being outside for any, like, I feel social anxiety being okay. in public at all. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't, I would, I mean, I would just have serious mental health issues if I didn't walk for however many miles I do. Yeah. But that's just, you know, that's me. Yeah. I get on my bike. Yeah. You have your cool little uh, stationary bike. We were thinking about it getting doesn't one. doesn't go anywhere. I don't really, we don't have a space for it. Yeah. Well, it's like literally in my living room. But to be able to like watch TV and be on that bike yeah sounds like a delight it is a delight are we done with this yeah. week my, my brain just got to the point where i'm like whoops switching off yeah it went off and so did mine i haven't eaten anything yet I oh god eat. okay uh <laughs> listeners we love you so much thank you for listening um you know dm us on instagram we love to chat uh, yeah. any goop tips you have uh we love to hear them because sometimes we don't keep up with the news as much as we should that's right go to patreon.com slash goop yourself sign up for bonus apps newsletters go to apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts give us a little review five-star rating helps people find the pod anything else no that's right. it you covered we'll talk to you next week bye, bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.